question. <laughs> we, we talked, <laughs> we talked to the Council heroes. of Lords, and they talked to us, and they gave us some really cool things, including a crystal frog, and, um, a, what did they give you? I don't the even know yet. Like, a the single caltrop. Caltrop in a <laughs> Well, my crystal frog was way cooler. And they also gave yes. us a cart for buffalo. So buffalo is a cart now. And we met this halfling, and she sang this song that was obviously about Callista, but that's, she didn't know that. That's and that was really funny. Um, and then we got to the waterfall, and you climbed it, and we did some stuff. I created something. Patches. Patches. <laughs> I'd like credit where credit is due, please. Uh, excuse me. Uh, um, Patches climbed it, and then he tried to shout down to us, but you just watched as we hilariously tried to climb this rope horribly. But we figured it out. We got it there. Uh, found this dragon relief, and I tried poking it a few times with a few different things. Nothing happened. So I just, you know, said its name, and it opened. And all the steam came out. I almost fell off, but I was real strong and held on tight. And that's where we're at. And Buffalo's a pygmy now. And Buffalo is a pygmy buffalo. He drank a potion of diminishment, and he's in a little backpack, then he pooped in it. With and little cow pies. Yeah, a little buffalo pies. Mm. Yeah, he's a little pygmy. I like him. I want him to be pygmy forever. I wrote him a new song. It goes, Buffalo Pies, don't you come out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I feel the ground tremble, and I'm gonna run over to the side and be like, "What just happened?" The yes. door opens. So you say this. You say this dragon's name, Harlaglaw, <laughs> and as you do, this door opens. Wow. Everyone above you can see this incredible view. They can feel it the shaking underneath their feet. Arwol runs over and says, "What's going on down there?" I say, I don't know, it opened after I said its name. Come on down. There's there's a lot of stairs. I'm gonna throw a torch down and see what happens. I'm gonna light my torch and throw it down the stairs. And is, and everyone's coming down the rope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And you throw this torch down the stairs, and as it's kind of bouncing, it never goes out. But the stairs seem to be like really incredibly steep, so steep and so shallow that the torch never really finds a place to rest. It just kind of bounces down them uh, until you can't see it any longer. And the steam is continually pouring out of this, just around the sides of this dragon's mouth, pretty ominously. And as your teammates are coming down, your your torch just kind of bounces out of sight. It's really steep. Be careful, everybody. Cool. I say we make our way down this treacherous looking cavern. Give me um, a marching order. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. Me. Uh, Patches is second. Me. I am third, Adelaide. Well, as you mentioned, Calista was finishing drawing her amazing map up at the top, so she's the last one down. Yeah. Oh, and I cast False Life <clears throat> on myself, too. In yeah, as I'm walking down. Yeah. Okay. If it I'm was an ass map, it would be super detailed. I cast Mage Armor on myself. <laughs> I would like to report that I have drawn an incredibly accurate map of Sweet! the What did you roll on performance? We're doing Mod 19. It's much better than average. Some would say it's above average. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat, yes. Yes. You think that you got, like, the terrains that you can see in the mm -hmm. biomes pretty accurately on here. You could probably just be like, where's that? And someone would be like, whoa, oh my god, that looks great. So you walk down with your really incredible map. Yeah. Um, and everybody's descending into this place. Look at it. Before you guys lose the light into this pitch black stairwell, you like make everyone look at your map. Look guys, look, wow. I did a thing. You guys are all very impressed. <laughs> As you should be. That's Do you make your hell of a map. Crayon, That's well above average. <laughs> As you all are walking down these stairs, the deeper you descend into this place, the harder it becomes to breathe. Like, as soon as you come in here, the oxygen is, like, hot. It scalds your lungs. It scalds your throat. It seems like the oxygen itself is leaving the air around you. Kind of like if you were to take a shot of tequila. <laughs> and as the humidity increases, what oxygen seems to be left around you, it's just hot and fleeting as you breathe it in, and you kind of like struggle to take these breaths in. The air around you is also pitch black and strange as you continue to descend into this place. 
It's hard to keep track of just how deep you've come and how long you've been walking. Um, it's easy to lose track of time in dark, strange places like this. Eventually, after what seems like hours, the darkness starts to lift, and you can see a white haze forming in front of you. And eventually you come to its source. A well-lit cavern stands before you. Steam completely surrounds it and pours in from natural holes in the cave that stretches out before you itself. You enter from the southwestern side of the room. And opposite of you, to the north, the steam seems to have an unnatural light pulsing through it. The light causes brilliant golds and oranges to dance through it and pulsate against one another, recreating what looks like a sunset right in front of your eyes. Pools of water can be seen around each of these strange openings in the floor, the steam shooting out of them. My foot hurts! Do I see my torch anywhere? Yeah, it's at the bottom of the stairs, I guess. I guess I'll take it back out. It's probably put out from the steam, right? Yeah, totally. Okay. Totally out. Yeah, so anyway, as you guys come down through here, um, it does become harder to breathe. It's strenuous on your lungs. It burns your mouths. It burns your eyes. And it's really hard to pull those breaths. I don't know if you've ever went running where it's humid, but it is incredibly hard to breathe, and it's like kind of scary. And that's how it feels down here. You're just lightheaded, like you've been in a sauna or a bath for too long. And everyone can roll constitution saving throws for me. 13. 10. You lucky dog. <laughs> <laughs> 11. You have, you're a tiefling. You have resistance to the heat, heat damage. The heat, the heat in your lungs. The heat damage is fine. The heat behind her tit. The, the podcast. What did you get? Huh? Oh, it was a uh, 16. Okay, nice. So everybody saves on this. Everybody's fine, though. Maybe you're still a little dizzy. You're able to kind of like it's, it's pretty keep hot it together. In here. Yeah, it's hot as fuck in here. Her. I roll nature. Look around and see if there's any sort of crabs. <laughs> yeah, what did you roll? Three steamed crabs, you guys. Uh, I mean, there might be crabs. I don't even know what you rolled. A mod 20? Yeah, so you have a hard time believing that anything could live in this place. Like, you guys have been here for maybe a half an hour, at, like at your best guess, walking down through here, and it already feels like you can't breathe as you're coming down in this place. So you have a hard time believing anything living would be able to live down here. Though the steam does play tricks on you. Like, maybe you see faces inside of it as it's kind of blowing up through this place. But, like, but really, you have a hard time believing that I'd look around to my friends and say, The steam is playing tricks on me, so I can't see any crabs. (laughs) (laughs) You assume crabs are fucking everywhere now? (laughs) That's really the magic power of Why are there no crabs down here? (laughs) (laughs) I thought every mountain had crabs. (laughs) Patches is like, I have crabs. (laughs) (laughs) You want some of mine? All right, what else do we do? Okay, um, you said there was a light coming from somewhere? Yeah, from the north. It's like a pulsing sunset. Kind of like. Callista wants to go and carefully investigate in that area. (laughs) (laughs) That was the sound of the hissing crab. Roll a dexterity saving throw for me, Callista. Hockey dokey. Let's try this again. Incredible stuff now. Throw those things into oncoming traffic. A 13? Uh, With a 13, you save. Thank you. The world. Half of one damage. Ooh. Is one. <laughs> I would like to take a half a damage. Yeah, you take so you take one steam damage as you actually do see this face kind of lurch out from the steam and it just seems to redirect the steam it's at just you. Like the the face that you see, it has I mean, it is really strange. It has two bright white eyes. Is this whatever this thing is seems to be made of steam itself. And it has this long nose. I mean, this like uncomfortably long pointed nose. Its maw is open. These tiny rows of razor sharp teeth just line it. And as it goes to talk, it seems like it's saying something to you, but it just comes out as this hiss. As this steam kind of blows out toward you. You guys are still at the door since someone went with Callista. Yeah. Oh, Southwest. Callista. 
18. 18, Arwul? 15. 15, Guy? 19. 19 patches? 19. Wow, what the fuck, Adelaide? 19. What the fuck, <laughs> dude? <laughs> we these, are ready for These Steve. things stand no chance. <laughs> <laughs> things? Buffalo, aim your tuckers. <laughs> Like Squeeze. this, <laughs> and then rabbit shit. <laughs> he's just so small. Oh, little buffalo pellets. Buffalo chips. If you were rolling a charisma saving throw, would that be like to calm a crowd? Not to have your ass become Not to be charmed and speak or to you. like. I hate it when that happens. Okay. All right. Patches, you're up first. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, because it's steam. So there, uh, there's this rock formation in the middle of the mm-hmm. where, like, I guess steam is coming out and shit. I'm gonna get behind it, and I'm gonna shoot an arrow at it. Hell yeah. <laughs> that is a 25. Uh, yeah, that definitely hits. And huh. that is a 6. 6 damage? Yes. And, but it does, I mean, the arrow, like, it lands. Yeah, as you're, you, you, like, you pull your bow back, and as you do, you just release this arrow, and it flies toward this ugly thing. It's just spindly and spiky, and it seems to be made of this steam. You're able to kind of see it through this just a little bit. This thing is just like sitting out and looking at you with its pointed face and its long ears and its slender elf-like body. But as this arrow sails through, maybe you're just like testing to see what this thing is made of, but it sinks into it like a body. And you're just able to see this little thing and it just hisses out and the steam just kind of flies from it like a tea kettle almost. Then I'm gonna hide. Like I do. Okay. Nice. Is a 14. Actually, no, it's not. I'm sorry, it's a 16. Guy, you're up. Adelaide, you're on deck. I'd like to take a little baby buffalo. Yeah, aw. And I'd like to just hide him over here in the corner. Shh, be safe. Oh. While I stand kind of defending him. I would like to release a boat right into the demon's face! Okay. This is 26? Yeah. Wow. So you get a 26 and you just loose this arrow and it's absolutely gonna work. One, you hit. 1d8 plus four, five. Yeah, you just release this and another arrow just launches into this thing and as it does, just you hear it just like hiss out at you as you just like strike this arrow straight into its abdomen. Anything else, guy? Uh, no. So there's just like two arrows sitting in this little thing. Uh, the steam is kind of bubbling around them and you can almost see like water falling to the ground where these two arrows are sticking into this strange little thing. And just to give you guys a better picture of it, it's small. It's smaller than Arwul. It's like two feet tall. And it just has these pointed ears and these little sharp features all over it. And the steam, even though it does have this body, it seems that is tangible, the steam is still kind of just pouring off of this thing as it's sitting there. Like, it seems like it's constantly emitting this strange steam around it. Adelaide, you're up. Callista's on deck. Okay, so I'm going to run up towards it, and I can't quite reach it. So as I'm running up towards it, I'm going to cast on myself Mirror Image, and as I wave my hand over my body with my amethyst finger, this um, purple light comes out and creates some more Adelaides, which I have to roll to see how many more Adelaides. Ooh, that's <laughs> super cool. That's a lot of Adelaides. Um, that is 
Like 70 goddamn Adelaide. Three more Adelaides. You guys see Adelaide, she just like runs up into this place. The steam is kind of all around her. Everyone's clothes are just kind of billowing at this point with air constantly moving. And Adelaide just walks up and as she does, she puts her hand with the amethyst finger in the middle of her palm and she pulls it up. And as she pulls it up, you see this light kind of traced from her hand. And as she does this, she puts her hand over her heart and then holds out numbers. And on the tips of each of her fingers, you can see small dim purple lights, the brightest one on her amethyst finger, and you see two of those lights fade, and then three of those lights come out of the tips of the other fingers, and you see, like, three more forms come up. Even you all cannot tell which Adelaide is the real one. It seems like there are four tangible Adelaides standing in this place. Um, You all have not seen her cast this spell. It's kind of like, whoa, (laughs) okay. (laughs) What the fuck's going on? Um, That's all I can do. Okay. Callista's up, Arbel's on deck. Callista is overjoyed to have so many Adelaide's present. Uh, <laughs> Ooh! Yes, all the Adelaide! And um, I'm going to pull out the dulcimer, which because of the heat and moisture in here is wildly out of tune. And in an attempt to make some airwaves that might just break up some of the steam and sure. everything directed to this thing, I'm going to strike not even a chord. I'm just going to hit every string on the thing at yeah. once and cast Dissonant Whispers cool. at the... Uh, creature. Truly dissonant. That is a 17. <laughs> Against your spell save DC, it yeah. is your spell modifier Which plus 8 plus proficiency. Team, so Saves. So it's going to take half of 3d6. So 11 total, so it will take 5. Yes. Still pretty damn good. Yeah, you guys just see Callista come in and she just hits this dulcimer and it sounds really strange, stranger than you've heard it before. And there's so much steam in this room that you can kind of see the magic workings of the bard. A little bit of the magics you guys are using are revealed here and you can just see that steam kind of be pushed out of the way in like a little tunnel up to this guy and it just hits him. Right. And it just hits him and he just like hisses out and he seems pretty helpless at this point, just kind of flailing around in the steam. Just like these hisses and gurgles and strange noises come out of this thing as it's struggling. Anything else? Um, am I in melee range? Like, do I? It's ten feet in the air. So right I now. can move without an attack of opportunity. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I just want to back up a little bit. Arwol, you are up. Cool. I'm going to move my way up, kind of in between all the Adelaides and Patrick. <laughs> all the Adelaides. <laughs> <laughs> and um, as I'm moving up, I'm going to take out one of my caltrops and put it in my sling, and try to hit it. 12. 12 hits? 5 damage. 5? Mm-hmm. How do you kill it? Oh, nice. Yes. Um, yeah, just like one of the caltrops just goes right between the eyes. So this caltrop just hits it right between the eyes as it's hissing and gurgling uh, at all of these attacks. These arrows are, I mean, this is all happening at once. It's like two arrows lodge into it. Adelaide splits into four people. You walk up and you hit your cords and then you just like come up with this sling and you release this little stone. It just hits it right between the eyes. And it just like, as this, this steam is still just blowing up from under it, it just kind of becomes part of it, almost like someone falling into a rushing river and it disappears. As that happens, Patches, I need you to make me a dick. Dexterity saving throw. Even though I'm hidden? Yep, boy. That's a nine. So you guys are standing here, and this steam is just from all of these natural openings. Mm. The steam is just Mm. pouring up through it. This water just rushes up from these things. And it's this scalding hot water, and it rains over all of you. It just burns like it's uncomfortable, but Patches is right beside one of these geysers that goes off. He is going to take... Zero damage. Hopefully. You're going to take... Eight damage Ooh. as this geyser just goes off beside. You can hear it start to like build, and you're able to get out of the way so that you're not in like total cover of it. But every single one of these geysers goes off, and in their wake, you guys see 
a similar creature to the one that you just killed. Oh. Each one? Yep. And as this happens, this one just like shows up in the geyser and you can see their faces as the steam starts to fade. Just little clouds of steam sit there. You can see their hands kind of twitching underneath them. All of their little ratty bat-like wings without the webbing are kind of just flapping. You can hear them all hissing out as the steam like kind of passes through them. But all over this room, there are geysers in the middle of all this water and some are just kind of in, tucked into all these rocks, but all these strange little steam creatures are just sitting here once the steam from these geysers' eruptions fades away. Dude. Adelaide, Arwell, and Patches mm-hmm. are surrounded by two, and both of them open their mouths, and the steam breath just like blasts over all of you as you were in the crossfire of it. All of you need to make a dexterity saving throws for me, two, as a matter of fact. Two? Yep. Do they all look like the same monster? Yeah, they all look very similar. I mean, they have their slight differences, like how big their wings are, how long their noses are, what their maws look like, um, but they seem like they are the same creature. Like, you could tell parrots are the same bird. Yeah. Um, so on the first one, what did you guys get? 22. Seven. Pass, fail. 14. Pass. Adelaide, you were going to take five damage. Oh, good thing I had that false life. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, Patches and Arwol, you were both going to take two. And I am going to roll a d4 and cut it in half to see how many Adelaides go missing. That is only one of your Adelaides. And no, no, no. Okay, so I did the spell wrong. Um, basically, what happens is I automatically get three, and then I roll the d20. If I have three, if I roll above a six, it hits one of them. If I have two, it hit, uh, roll above an eight, it hits one of them. If I only have one and roll above an 11, it hits them. Okay. Um, and then their AC is, is 11, basically. So it deflects. So one of them goes away? On one of them. One of them um, if you hit if you hit him with an over an eleven. And so the idea here is that you are aware that you control three of these, and when you see one about to be hit or yourself about to be hit, you can move them so that one of them gets hit instead. Yeah. Because they're all kind of mirroring what you do. They don't act like independent things. Okay, so you're saying I don't take that damage in one of them? Right. You're yeah. Right. Oh, okay. There is a cross stream, and you guys need to make another dexterity saving throw for Which me. Which I failed that one, too. Okay. 18. Pass? Four. Pa- uh, that's a fail. 22 again. Wow. It is the same number. So Patches and R will take two damage. You want to roll? Okay. It reflects to them. Bummer. Uh, Not a bummer. You didn't get hit at all. That's that a bummer? I have false life still. I'm ready. (laughs) Yeah. It's cool. I like it. I just liked having all of my Adelaide hanging out with me. It felt like I had a lot of friends supporting me that looked like me, you know? (laughs) To the north there, too, one is more easily seen than all the other ones, the one that's the most uh, northwest. You can see that light just shining through it. It almost looks like where all the other ones are these little white creatures with steam pouring off of them. One of them just has that light coming through it, and it's like actually kind of pretty. Like you see these golds and these peaches and these oranges just dancing through its body, and it just flies over to Callista really quickly. It's little steamy claws are out. It's going to swipe at you with both. The first is a natural 20. Yeah. The second, however, is a 12, which does not hit you. Yeah. Five slashing damage, which you were not resistant to. And then two fire damage, which you are resistant to. So it's one. So you take six total. Okay. Could have been worse. And then... Lastly, the one furthest to the north in this place is going to fly. That's really about as far as it can get. Which brings us back to the top of the initiative. Patches, you are up. Guy, you're on deck. Well, the one that's right next to me. It's 10 feet in the air, remember? Oh, it's 10 feet in the air. Mm-hmm. All of these are flying about 10 feet in the air. Motherfucker. Um, all right. I'm just going to shoot it with my bow. Yeah, no. That's a six. 
I, yeah. say, I can't fucking add. It's an eight. Yeah, eight doesn't hit. Yeah, just with the steam kind of pouring up and this thing being a part of it, it's kind of hard to tell exactly where it is. And Patch just looses this air and it just kind of flies a little bit wide. Anything okay. else? Yes, I'm going to hide again. I'm just going to run around to the other side of this uh-huh. thing and kind of crouch and hide. 26. Patches runs around this rock. These rocks are kind of encapsulating the geyser that like blasted your skin off a little bit, and then these little creatures came up and blasted you with some more steam. And Patches like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> like walks around this rock and gets behind it. Worst thing um, ever. Guy, you were up. Adelaide, you were on deck. So since I have a bow, yeah. can I? And I always have my lasso on my side. Mm-hmm. Can I just take the arm that I would pull an arrow with and grab my lasso? Mm-hmm. So I'd like to run up to about right here, so I have a little better aim on him, sure. and I'd like to try to rope him around the neck and then pull him really hard into a sidekick. See if you can rope him. What am I doing? Acrobatic? Yeah. You're going to roll versus him. Uh, you, with the rope, would roll a dexterity against versus this thing. Roll use rope. Oh, wait. That's uh, three, six, seven, eight. Yeah, so this rope goes, and this little thing, I mean, it just seems quick. It's like, like just right up through it. God damn it. <laughs> Adelaide, you're up. Calissa's on deck. Okay. Me, Adelaide A, and Adelaide B are <laughs> turned towards this creature. And since it's a little bit, this is um, steam around it. It's just water. It's water. It's water around yeah, it, it. there's water. It's like floating over this little body of water. Each of these geysers, not all of them, but most of them have water that's kind of formed around them. Where the steam is shooting up, some water kind of leaks out the sides of them, and you can see where it's just started to pool up around them. Okay, so I don't really want to trek into the water, so I'm going to, across the water, cast Eldritch Blast. Adelaide A and Adelaide B are pointing their fingers at it. It's hard to tell which one is which. (laughs) Seventeen. That's a hit. And because of my Eldritch Invocation, I add my Charisma Mod to damage. Oh, shit. 12 damage. Wow. Yeah, so you just like yeah. nail this thing and it's 12 damage. Mm-hmm. You do so much damage. Yeah, <laughs> no. you, you, hold, you hold your hand out and your amethyst finger glows and then from it this little, this magical dart of energy just like right into this creature and you see it like fumble. Its little wings are just trying to like keep it up in the air as this dart just like hits it right in the side. It's really interesting to see magic hit these things because you just see this purple dart kind of slam into its side. And where that is, it's like it's like shining a flashlight into steam or fog. Like you can see this purple light kind of radiating through this weird little thing's body. Cool. And and as the steam is just pouring off of it and around it, it kind of illuminates it purple as well. And so on one side of the room, you have these beautiful sunset colors and on the exact opposite side, this like purple, dim, Dark ominous stormy, light. Nice. Yeah. Nice, totally on point. That's it. Callista is up. Arwell is on deck. Okay, so that thing's ten feet above me. Yes, so it's above the of, well, above the ground, but yes. Well, yeah, it's out of smacking distance. Range. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I've got daggers I can throw. Yeah, you do. Here we are. A dagger. <laughs> Tradition. Yeah, I'm gonna try to throw a dagger at it just to try to. Make Hell it yeah, you are. Can make it feel bad about so. <laughs> God, I could have probably dodged that. Fuck. <laughs> With my attack bonus, that's 15. 15 hits? And I'm going to do a whole 1d4 damage to it. So Callista's just like, I just tried to get away from that one, and then it died, and I was instantly attacked from one behind me that I didn't know was there. So I'm like, ah, fuck it! I just throw a dagger at it. Three. 
Dude's pretty good for hucking a dagger or something. <laughs> so you just like huck this dagger at this weird little steam demon, whatever it is. A steam. A steaming. It's, <laughs> it's like just flying up in the air. And this dagger, it doesn't like stick into it or anything, but it just, it like lops a piece of its ear and you can just see it. And where its ear splits, it's just like steam pouring out. And when the, when the steam comes out of that big opening in the sea, it whistles like a teapot that's done. Just like, like as it's coming out. And this little thing just hisses out at you and gurgles back toward you. All right, anything else? And um, since I still have, I haven't moved any and it's not right. within melee range, I'm going to just back away from it a little bit. Uh, right. Arwul, you were up. So the one kind of straight ahead is the only one that's not taking any damage. Yeah. Um, it is 5, 10, about 20 feet. Yeah, it's about 20 feet from you, and it's flying in. Like, it's actively coming at you from the north. Okay, cool. Then I am going to uh, try to hit with Witch Bolt. Sweet. Nice. Oh! Oh! Yeah. Do you want to flavor that? (laughs) Flavor that? Um, (laughs) Of course I do. (laughs) Relax. (laughs) (laughs) This weird little steam Muppet is, like, flying at you. Muppet. Steam Muppet. Uh, the night before, I kind of had, like, dreams of, like, things flying at me. Um, so I knew kind of just, like, how where to hit it on its body. Nice. Um, so I'm aiming for its throat. Damn, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Going for the throat. <laughs> so you get a full set, you get a full damage dice, and then you get to roll your normal damage. It's a d12. For damage on Witch Bolt? And then I had... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Witch Bolt is insane. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> so... 23 three damage? damage? Yeah. How do you kill this thing in one hit? <laughs> dude, dude no, no, no. How do you kill this thing in one hit? <laughs> Literally just, uh, just send that electric bolt straight through his throat. Yeah, you. so you get your charged glove, and you guys can see it heating up, and maybe it's using the heat from this place a little bit too, and just that strange energy that comes from these things. And you had this dream of something just <laughs> flying at you, and almost without even looking, you guys see Arwell looking around at these two weird creatures that blew steam on you, and he just holds his hand out in a direction he's not even looking, and this bolt just flies out of his hand and goes straight through its neck. Its head falls off as it's flying, and its body and head, just as they're falling away, just both like <sighs> trail off into steam, and this thing's just <sighs> gone. Good job, Like, as it's flying toward all of you. <laughs> I'm going to... Go by. Uh, back up... 10 feet or so, and kind of get behind Guy. As this happens, these geysers once again just they burst up, and this hot water fills the room. It becomes even harder to breathe, just like as these things are going off. And, I mean, really, it's only been about 20 seconds. It seems like these geysers have gone off more in these few seconds than when you guys first came in here and were kind of looking around. Like, it just seems like they're constantly going off. And these things are kind of hovering around them. Like, it seems like they're kind of trying to stay close to these things. Except for that one that tried to come get me. Right, and he seems mad. This one flies out toward Adelaide, unsure of... Adelaide's. Adelaide's, sorry. (laughs) Adelaide's plural, unsure of which is real, and it does come down to your level. It's coming at you with its claws, and it's going to... (laughs) Yeah, it comes at you, and it hits you. What? And it's it's an 18, which hits you. Uh, Yeah, so I'm going to see if it hits me or Adelaide A or Adelaide B. It hits Adelaide B. <laughs> Goodbye. But this thing like flies in toward Adelaide B and she just like, you guys see this image waver and then just like, almost like a mirage. And Adelaide, you remain untouched as you're standing in front of this weird little creature. This one flies toward Guy, its claws are out. And as it comes at you, that's an 18, which does hit. So you're going to take 
three slashing damage and two fire damage, so five total. So you feel this thing's little claws go through you, and it's almost like as it creates these wounds in your side, it sears them back shut, and you feel the pain of that piercing, like, little claw just, like, rake across your skin. It doesn't cut too deep, but then the burning sensation after it, it just, like, almost has you doubled over, and it just, like, immediately burns and blisters just a little bit of your skin around that area. And the last one. Yeah! <laughs> it's it's after Callista. Um, it does. It comes down at you, and as it's coming right before it gets to you, it uh, it like stops short and pulls up into the air. And you see it do something really quickly, though it's like kind of hard to tell. Uh-huh. It's doing something with its hands as it's like making these shapes, and it's almost like its hands begin to blur. It's just kind of hard to see through the steam. And then it's as if its whole body begins to blur in this place. Yeah. And you're having a hard time telling how many. She would already fucking made a steam. Now you know. <laughs> it's, you're having a hard time telling how many of these oh, there are up here. Patches, you're up. I am going to shoot the one that is next to Guy with my bow. Does that bow. does that uh, beg for a sneak attack? Oh, that's right. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank I'm going to use my inspiration. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> ah, no. three and a two. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Now I will finish my tequila. Well, I missed both times, but I, I'll hide again. I'll run around this side and hide over on this side. So you're just like running around this rock, <laughs> a la the fight with Agdavoska cast. Right. <laughs> um, and that's a 21 to hide. Guy, you're up. Adelaide's on deck. I'm gonna leap like a freak to go back in defensive form against the buffalo. All right, you're gonna take an attack of opportunity. That is a 13, which does not hit you, guy. Yeah. Yeah. So you're able to get back into a defensive formation with Pygmy Buffalo. It's the postman. And I'm going to say, I call thee forth the power of the bow of crabbling. That... <laughs> nine. <laughs> a natural nine. So this arrow sails in... That's a 17. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, what? Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it hits. <laughs> Does it turn into a crab? It's only about 20. It's you wish. 14, right? You hit the crustacean. I might use this one. Plus four. Crustacean eight damages. How do you, uh, you know, kill this one? <laughs> so I shoot the arrow straight through his forehead, and as the little body starts to disintegrate, you just see his hands turn into two little crab claws, because I was really close. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and then it does, this little thing just like hisses out and it screams. Just as like this little gurgle of a scream comes out and then it just, and patches, though it doesn't like take, no, he's dead. That's quote, yeah, HP, unquote, away from you. You still feel the force of this blast and just kind of has your leather cowl just flying back and it might blow your hood off just a little bit. Girl, I'm going to blow your hood just, off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say, yeah, that makes up for the lasso thing. <laughs> Adelaide's up. Callista's on deck. <laughs> okay, I'm going to need a little help with this one. I want to try out some new power that I got through some sacrifice. And I, a weapon appears in my hand. But the question that I have before that happens is, what do I roll to hit then? It's a magical weapon. I have proficiency with it. Do mm-hmm. I just roll a regular attack? What weapon are you summoning? I'll do a greatsword. So Greatsword has a reach of five feet, and it is a strength-based ba- weapon. So you will roll proficiency plus strength plus your roll. That's a nine. This thing is coming towards me, and I see it 
and it's steam is coming up to my face. And as I throw my hand out um, from my finger, these purple vines trail out of the amethyst finger and form into the shape of a giant greatsword that I swing around, but it doesn't seem like I quite have this down yet, and I miss it entirely. It's the, the first time you've summoned it. Mm-hmm. You'll get the hang of it. Now that um, it's closer to my face, I'd like to roll perception to see it a little clearer. Huh? <laughs> Eight. Yeah, you look at it, and it's just like this weird little steam monster. Anything else? That's it. A okay. Covered in steaming. Calista, you are up. Okay. Arvel's on deck. A hot wad of steaming. Stop now. (laughs) (laughs) You quit that. I'm going to shout a healing word at my buddy Patches. Be healed. Heal, motherfucker. I'm like, hang in there, little buddy. Patches regains 1d4 plus my spellcasting ability modifier. Charisma, so plus three, so six. Nice. Thank you. Welcome Welcome back, Patches. With your little burn marks. Anything else, Callista? I'm going to use, like, lots of movement to back up from these things. All your movement? I'm back here with Guy. Sweet. Hey. All right, Arwell, you were up. There are two of these motherfuckers left. One of them Um, looks like two. Yeah, maybe three. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Um, I'm going to see that. Callista's taking a little bit of damage. I'm going to kind of get in front of her a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm going to take my sling out and try to hit... One of the many creatures of the one. <laughs> okay, uh, you're, you're basically rolling disadvantage against this thing. Okay. So, 18. That it? Cool. You guys just see the David and Goliath thing, except instead of Goliath, there's like this really tiny steam Eight monster. damage. Wow, nice. There are two of these, and you and Arwell walks out, and he's got this sling just whipping it around. He's like, I'm, I got you. And he just like whips it yeah, out. And it's and just, just kind of like that splatter <laughs> sense coming in on. Nice. Like... So it makes sense. I knew yeah. which one to aim for. You can't split into two. Not with Arwol. You just fucking nail one of them. It's like, <laughs> you like hit it. This one is going to seeing what all you guys are doing. It's going to like seat back into the steam that's pouring out, and it just kind of disappears. So the one, uh, the one to the north, the only one that's left. Its friend in front of Adelaide falls back into the steam pouring out from behind it and disappears. But this one, it's coming at you, and it doesn't look like there's two of it. It, it almost looks like it's vibrating mm-hmm. as it's coming toward you, just like really quickly uh, across the space of about five feet. And it comes up to you, and its claw just makes contact with you. You take three piercing damage and two fire damage as this claw just kind of rakes across your skin. Um, it's not like a dagger or anything. It's just like this intense heat that yeah. just kind of sears across a little, it's got little hands, just a little part of your skin. It is almost overwhelming though. Patches, you were up, guy, you're on deck. For reference though, he is now three yeah. feet above the ground. So you can do... Yeah, he's he's like level with you guys now since he like scratched Arwell. So I'm going to um, come out of my little hiding <laughs> yeah. place. But he will explode. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm gonna run over and I'm gonna stab him. So yeah, you're flanking you're flanking this weird little vibrating steam monster with Arvel, and it's like <laughs> slashing out at him. And Patches comes running up with the dagger, just like running toward this thing. Um, so it's nat twenty. Holy oh, shit! Nice. It was, it was that only one roll. That was the one roll. Roll just in case. All right. So a nat twenty. So that is four. Patches gets this boost of stamina, and his wounds hurt just a little less, and he just comes running. Four plus. Six, so ten. Mm-hmm. And then my Jesus. second dagger. Holy. That's a bonus action. And then that's a 13. That's a hit. Okay. And, and then you just roll the straight damage. dagger is one. Yeah. So 11 total. For what it's worth, Patches, you decimate this poor thing. It, had, it was just <laughs> barely hanging on before you came out. So, you know, Patches, how do you kill it? I... S- 
Dab it in the top of his little steaming head. And as you stab this thing, it, your dagger just like plunges into it. And Arwell, you, Patches, you can't see this, but Arwell, as this dagger hits its head, you do just see like, it's it's got this little crooked yeah. mouth and these little beady mean eyes. And you just see this ugly smile come across its face as this dagger's like sinking into and its head. I mean, I'm trying to and you guys, you guys feel, you, got, you feel this pressure building, uh, just like all this tension in it. And it's just like, both of you need to make dexterity saving throws for me. I am going to use one of my portents. Sure. Seeing that he was going to do, kind of knew it was happening. You said what? Dexterity? Mm-hmm. Uh, roll 17. So uh, both of you succeed 24. on this dexterity saving yeah. throw, and as you do, Patches, you're able to, like, you just, like, stab it, and you saw one, and so you get your cloak up and over you, and Arwell, you turn around with your metal arm in front of your face, and the steam pours over you, and it heats your skin up, but it's, like, Almost kind of relaxing. It doesn't hurt either of you. It's just like, oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so this thing, this thing explodes, and it does not harm either of you. Though the air is hot and the steam coming out of it is very serious. You all are out of combat. <laughs> I put the buffalo back in his papoose. Yeah, you guys are all kind of standing in this room. Whoo, hard to breathe still. Oh my god, just fought these weird little oh. steam monsters. Patches just. Fucking coup de grace, the last one. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take one of the health potions that was given to us out and drink it. Okay, roll two d four plus two, I believe. Seven. Nice, good heals. Also, I'm going to, I, I'm gonna give Patches the bark skin potion. You have cool. a potion of bark skin, Patches. Well, you guys better help me if I get hurt again, like Walking yeah. Willow style. So you're standing in this room. The steam is still kind of just billowing out of these strange holes in the floor. Uh, you know, maybe to be a little more careful around them. The water in these pools does trail across the floor just a little bit, and where that source of light is coming from that's creating this really surreal sunset effect on the northern side of this room, the water just seems to kind of be pooling down toward that way. On the eastern side of the room, there's like a little opening between two of the bodies of water where these uh, holes in the floor sit. But, like, as far as you guys can tell from where you're standing, it doesn't really go anywhere, but... You know, there's like a little hallway it goes down into. You guys want to okay. explore the light? Yeah, I was trying to get over there before. Investigation! <laughs> that neat stuff. 16. I want to look around for any weird relics or strangeness. Yeah. In this room, you, you're not really noticing anything. Um, it just seems kind of like the entrance to this place. What is strange is the water kind of... The water does go toward the north where that light is coming from, and it seems like the steam on that side of the room is heavier than the steam that's even coming out of the holes in the floor. I'm going to walk over to it. Does it feel yeah. hotter over here? Yeah, it absolutely does. I was already going, so I'm over here. I'll too. back up a little I'm bit. I'm going, too. Yeah? I oh, yeah? I my friends. Um... But stay back a little because things keep happening. <laughs> so you guys walk into this room, and as you do, you realize that that really thick wall of steam is coming from this water, and it, it's pouring down into this place, and it looks like in front of you there's a lake of lava that's just kind of bubbling and boiling, and these flames come out of these bubbles as they pop. It seems like there's not really anywhere to go. Out on the lava, however, you can see small pieces of land sticking up and out of it. They seem to lead around the corner. You can only see the beginnings of this magma, but the light coming around the corner to the north makes it very obvious that there is more to this place than meets the eye. As you guys step in here, that like though the steam is in that back room, it seems to be coming from the water as it like touches this lava and you can see the obsidian starting to form around the shore of this if you could call it a beach beach but this water is just kind of pouring into it and you can see the flames licking up from this magma everybody needs to make another constitution saving throw even the tiefling 
Except the tiefling. God damn you. Twenty. Twenty for guy. Four. Sucks. Uh, patches. Nine. Nine. Constitution. Nineteen. And 19 for Arwol. So both of you are going to take uh, the first level of exhaustion, which is uh, disadvantage on skill checks. Calissa, you're feeling like surprisingly comfortable. Uh, you're yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I sort of like it here. Yeah. It feels like home. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Is it skills and saving throws or just skills? Just skills. In the in the north, it seems like there's a little path that goes up a little ways, about 20 feet above you. It's not directly to the north, where the shore of this. It's not magma. What's it called when the, it hardens? Is it magma? No, no. Like, lava rock. It's just it lava rock. Depends on which kind it forms into. Yeah, yeah it'd, be it'd be lava rock. It'd be lava rock. Just where the, it's it cooling the lava. Rock, yeah. but then there's like obsidian and yeah, oh yeah, it's like more like glass. Obsidian, serious. Yeah. yeah. So this igneous rock is forming. The the land under your feet, where it was like stone in the last room. In this room, it is this like sheet black and it has a sheen over it and it just seems to have formed where this water is slowly but surely cooling this magma and as it reaches out you guys notice that dead ahead of you there is this like lake of magma sitting there but to the northwest it seems like there is a little bit of stone that comes up from this rock and it rises about 20 feet above the surface it doesn't really go far but over the lake of magma you see an overhang that's about 50 feet high it's much higher than the rest of it and underneath it you can just see like it's kind of strange to see this stone hanging over it. It's like red, like glowing metal all over the bottom of it. But you can see that there's this 50-foot overhang. There are these small pieces of land sticking out of the lava that seem to have either cooled or just been natural stone that the lava hasn't made its way up to yet. But they are exposed on the top, and there's no lava touching them. That The flames do lick up and around them. I start to walk out this way, and I sing, One day the guy with the tiny buffalo was walking into the gaping maw of Satan. <laughs> so you don't seem to be affected by this. Yeah, I'm actually feeling pretty good. It's almost like I was made to be on the infernal plane or something. Um, <laughs> do you want to investigate a little closer, or do yeah, you want someone to go with I'll I'll go not, you? I don't want to endanger any potion. of you. We have one potion of fire resistance. Yeah, yeah. It's on me. I'll Which go with I you. I already have, so... I'm gonna come out. I like how we yeah, all, like we all assume that we have this potion. We're all like, yeah, well, I have the potion. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, I had a bag of everything. So. You have the potion. Yeah, I still have okay. the potion. And I'll go with you. Callista, as you were walking up to this, you can just like this magma is just kind of rushing Mm -hmm. and though it moves slowly the heat created from it is really incredible like it blows your hair as you walk up to it you can feel just like the pure power coming from Mm -hmm. this and you can see the bubbles kind of form and it's really weird to see this up close because it's not like water bubbles it's like it's almost like metal is swelling and then just and then this fire just shoots up out of it as this happens you feel this rush and it's unlike the wind that's rushing around you from this lava it's like a rush of wind behind you I mean you guys can see Callista's blue hair just like blowing behind her and your eyes just like catch the spark of this lava as it's lighting in front of you my eyes are gold but then really quickly that's cool. Really quickly, you feel this, like, it's like this force is hitting you in the front, and then you feel this force behind you. And Arwell, you see a shimmer behind her, almost like a heat wave, like the air is disturbed behind you. You need to make a strength saving throw for me. Oh, God, okay. I'm going to be, I, I'm going to use my importance for you, mm-hmm. for my last one. Ooh, How yeah. long has it been since Flavor. we went to climb the rope? It's been, like, 45 minutes. How long does that enhanced last? Ability. An hour. Perfect. <laughs> enhanced space ability. I still have enhanced space ability. <laughs> on strength. Oh, I have nothing for strength, so 
It becomes an 18 because of my jack of all Yeah, so with an 18, you all see this wind kind of pick up around her and the magma within, like, the lava and magma and the rocks just kind of begin to swirl. And these big claws come up and around you and you see this form. Its face is just kind of sitting over your shoulder and its hands are like enormous daggers and it sits on the side. It goes to like push you off of it and you're able to just turn around and see it. And it is going to, before we roll initiative, make a second attempt to at your at your pack, actually. It seems oh. like it's trying to rip at your pack. Um, you okay. are going to make a dexterity saving throw this time. Okay, I'm better at that. Um. One. So this thing cuts your bag, oh. and as it does, it pulls it into its hands, and it opens that bag up, and it reaches in, and like you can just see it. This thing is this thing is much this thing is this thing is much larger than you, and as it's holding your bag, it uh-huh. like gurgles something out at you. You can't understand what it's saying. None of you can, and it pulls out these blue pieces of paper and throws them into the lava, and then it just drops your bag and. Disappears. Did just take my sheets of paper out? Threw them into the lava. That's shady as fuck. Guys everywhere. I'm gonna run up to you. What the fuck? Yeah, I grab you and kind of pull you away from the magma. Okay. Like, um, well, I'll try to like. Is my bag still intact or is it like shredded? Yeah, it's like the the satchel, the straps are shredded and just kind of Mm. pulled away from you. All of those pieces of paper fell into it. And can I see your equipment list? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's not much at all. Perfect. Yeah. Your water skin also oh, falls into the lava. Water skin. <laughs> and just turns into also more used. steam. <laughs> you guys smell burning skin and more burning steam. Water. <laughs> yeah, but this thing has kind of disappeared from behind you. You're not going to quit letting me go in front. This is not going well. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Help. Um, what was that? Um, I have no idea. It was behind me. Did you get a good look at it? No. Like, roll nature to I just see saw if I these know giant hands. I I oh, yeah. God. I you don't got inspiration. Did I roll like a. Did, do I remember like kind of what it looked like? Um, No, but I would let you roll like. N- n- nature or Arcana, your pick. Arcana. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> If it's moving magma, it's probably... Nice, wow. 22. Yeah, you would have known that this is... What you saw, you think, was an elemental. People call them invisible stalkers. They are faultless trackers given a quarry by its summoner. These stalkers know the direction and distance to its quarry as long as the two of them are on the same plane of existence. I relay this information to Callista. And be like, how well do you know Landers? Lander has access to a lot of resources. But He's pretty wealthy. Let's get back with the group. Safety numbers, at least. We're trying to find Do you want to go with me? Yeah. Okay. We're going to go back toward everyone. Sure. Um, did they see all that? Or? I mean, they may have seen, like, a little bit of a scuffle, but they were about okay. 40 feet away, which is, like, pretty far. What the fuck happened? Why'd you throw your bag in the lava? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely did not do that. Do you want to um, put your stuff in my bag? I'll carry it for you, and we can get you a new bag. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Seeing that, I fasten the uh, the buffalo in very snugly to the backpack, <laughs> <laughs> and I take my my lasso, fasten the backpack even more to my stomach. Okay. Yeah, you got a really tight backpack. So wait, wait so that motherfucker's <coughs> summoning elementals? Maybe we. It'd be hard to tell. It does appear to be that way. There's literally no one else in the world that would do that. that and that's all it took was those blue papers? Yeah. He's trying to get rid of your story, bro. Was it specifically trying for those papers or that's did... literally all it took out of the bag and it smiled at me and then threw them away. Well, did you maybe just say a dragon or something? I don't know if they can... 
conjure elementals. They were looking for the smoky orb. Maybe, but then why would they take just the papers? Well, maybe it was just like a clawing action and the papers flew over that I way. Yes. Nah, it still looks really suspicious. Yeah, it kind of seems like guy. you pissed him off due to the song and all those things. Maybe he's got this tracking okay. down all those flyers to try to all destroy right. them. And this is just wow. totally coinkydinks, and we should look for... That's what I'm naming the episode, Total Coinkydinks. Total Coinkydinks. <laughs> <laughs> survival to see if I can make it up that incline easily. Um, I'm going to go with you up that way. And Calista just yells into the void, I'm in the middle of something, you asshole! <laughs> We're looking for the heart of... 16. Yeah, with the 16, you're able to scale this pretty easily. You're able to kind of like get your rope up and over it and kind of jump up and grab onto the side of it and pull yourself up. It's like increments of 10 feet that lead above this sea, though it is only on the, the westernmost side of this cavern. Okay. And as you get above it, that heat's just kind of rising up to you and you guys can all see these heat waves just kind of fluctuating. And this is covered in lava? Directly in front of me, podcast. Uh, no, this is this is a ledge. Oh, it's, it's over overhang. the lava. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but right. it's way up. It's like it is fifty feet. There's a there's an overhang up here that is fifty feet 50 above feet. this body of lava. Um, perception. I mean, can I see? Does it look stable and all that shit? Or do I want to test it? I mean, it's just sitting up here. There's nothing crumbling from it. The bottom of it seems hot as fuck because it's like bright, glowing metal red. But other than that, it seems fine. Well, I'm gonna kind of cautiously start to wake my way up here. You're fine. I mean, you get up there, you're able to walk on it. Seems I'm, sturdy enough. I'm following. I want to see yeah. what's going on. Me too, always. Do uh, to, what are we doing to roll? How hot? Uh, yeah, if he's not putting anything down for you guys, everyone needs to roll athletics or survival to get up this, because it's not too difficult. I can climb like a boss. Uh, but we have disadvantage on skills right now. I don't know if I want to climb six. this. I don't climb up it. Oh, jeez. I'm not sure I'm feeling good enough to climb up this. I mean, I inhaled a lot of this smoke and sulfur, and it's like... They can feel it in my lungs, and I feel weak. I walk back over so and just throw my lasso down and tell them to just kind of steady each other. Okay, sure. So, yeah, guy, like, walks over and throws it down. He sees all of you are struggling. He knows both of you are very tired. You're winded. You're, like, having trouble breathing in this place. He just, like, throws his lasso down, and he's able to kind of... You want to roll survival to try and secure it? Yeah, with... around a stalagmite. Is there one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stalagmites. 19. So he's able to, like, get his lasso around this rock that's hanging from the ceiling, and he throws his rope down. If you guys were to walk up the same way he did, that's kind of a roundabout way to get onto that ledge, you'll be fine. But you could also use his rope to try and take a quicker way that's, like, kind of directly above this lava. As, yeah, I mean, as it's walk up the ramp. Okay. Yeah, there's a ramp. Ramp. yeah sure. you guys are able to just kind of grab this rope and use it like a handrail and pull yourselves up. But all of you get up here, and you're able to see this 50-foot overlook. And as you guys get up here... You were able to see around to the other side of this thing. It looks like this piece of land connects. Like, there are these rocks that are sticking up from this magma. And as you can see across from it, even though there are these strange heat waves kind of bastardizing everything, to the east of this place, it seems like the land connects. And it's just this really thin strip of land. It seems like you guys would have to stand shoulder to shoulder just to be on it if you were able to get over there. But there is one half of a drawbridge, and it seems like it's completely up in the air. Like it needs to be lowered and it's just kind of standing up there. A few of the pieces from it have crumbled away and it's about 60 feet in front of you from where you're looking from this 50 foot overhang above the lava. So this is a trail made out of rocks, basically? Yeah, that's like laid into the lava 50 feet below you. It's like some Mario Brothers shit. Right. We could make a 
rope ladder out of all of a bunch of ropes and a bunch of tiny arrows. We didn't collect I was say, the ropes. Did we bring the ropes? Because we would have had to have untied them from the Sucks. top. Well, I got my rope. You got twenty five. You have twenty five foot of rope total as a group right now. And it's in a lasso. That's <laughs> true. I'm really, really good at running jumps. How far? How far? Where, and first of all, where are we? Where? What am I jumping over? We're jumping over like 15 feet almost. 15, 15 feet and 50 feet up, so a total of like 60 and Wait. a 50 yeah. foot fall. So would it? And the, the fall is not into like lava, is it? So there are about there are about like three rocks sticking up out of the lava that seem like two people could stand on each of the little sections, and they're leading over <laughs> to where this drop. So if I don't located. make the jump, I fall into lava. I mean, yeah. What? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not fucking jumping then. <laughs> Let's all go home. <laughs> no, exactly. This is Should I try scary. It? Well, how exactly I mean, does feather fall work? Uh, it doesn't matter if you fall on lava. Yeah, yeah. just feather fall is your you. Yeah, instead of, I forgot how fast it would be, it's like, it dramatically slows you down. How many yeah. people can you hit with that? How many that? times can you cast that? All of us. Um, I have two <laughs> more spell slots. So we all <laughs> jump into the air at the same time, he casts Featherfall, and we oh. try to land on that. We can, like, little baby, ch- you know how little baby chicks, like, their terminal velocity is so low that they oh, never can hurt themselves? That's 50 <laughs> feet. We're 50 up, feet up right now, and this is, what, like, 20 feet up or something, or this rock? It's, it's like zero. Oh, you guys no. are 50 feet okay, above so it, basically. And that oh, well then yeah, let's just feather fall. Everybody can feather fall. Yeah, but we all have to make the jump still. Well, I have just to say. Just hold hands. <laughs> so how? <laughs> so we all fall in. Are you going for a TPK? Why are you trying to kill us all? You're just over there how giggling. Far up like, of this the little rock isn't even is enough one. to fit everyone. It's it's basically zero. It's like a piece of land, and the yeah. lava is encroaching around it. It's not like right, up out on. of it. It's like almost I surface mean, level with okay. it. And then also. I'm assuming there's a way out, hopefully, once we get back, or wherever we're going. So, when you make a running jump, the distance you cover increases by a number of feet equal to your dex mod. So, four. Right. But it's 50 feet down. I can I can get us down there. It's just us making the distance, all of us. I'm so we have tall. to get what ten feet across? Like a little more than that. Like, yeah. <laughs> Let me like see if I can conjure a weapon that's big enough to reach. All right. How about this? As you guys are feather falling, you all miss, and you have a pole arm like trying yeah. to direct everybody. I mean, hey, maybe. Let's get crazy. I got, I got, <laughs> I got some idea. Okay. If Patches is really good, if Patches is real good at making a jumps is. Then what we need to do is everybody grabs the rope, mm-hmm. and uh, as Patches makes the jump and he makes a running jump, you catch feather, you cast Featherfall, so he has uh, momentum going. And when he lands on the thing, he makes sure to just pull us down. The issue too is this rock doesn't even hold all five of us. And when he gets on this one, he can jump to this one and kind of pull us along between the rest of us. So you can step across. I'm guessing. Yeah, but I would say that's probably our best bet if that's like a 50 fucking foot drop. Into magma and lava. Liquid hot magma. What say ye fellow adventurers? How, so, how much, like, (laughs) (laughs) let's do it. All right, let's fucking do it. YOLO. All right, we have. What the fuck else are we going to do? All right. (laughs) We're going to go hide from dragons now. We got 25 (laughs) feet of rope. I'm going to put the lasso in around Arwul's little waist. Everybody. I don't want to. I don't want a lasso around me. All right, fine. Just hold <laughs> on to it. Fair. Okay, I'm super fair. So are we using the lance? Me. Like, is this part of it? Because I really want to, like, push us off with the lance. You fall a little faster than you're imagining. Yeah. It's like just, it's like, imagine you, coming in with the parachute. You slow down yeah. to 60 feet a second. 
Which is still pretty yeah, goddamn so fast. fast. Which is really fast. However, if you land, you take no damage. It lasts a minute? Yeah. Okay, well... If we can get one person over, and the rope will reach that we have if we untie the lasso. Yeah. I was thinking if we could somehow secure it to the edge here, mm-hmm. the person who jumps holds the end, the rest of us can sort of slide not, down it. Well, it, it, it can't fasten it's anything. That's like zero ground. It's like level with the lava. You'd already. have to, like, hold it taut. Also, how would we get back? Yeah. Fuck getting back. Well, we just have to hope something's on the other hey, side. relax with the foresight. <laughs> yeah, I was saying that earlier. All right, we're all adventurers. We know we're getting ourselves into. We all can take turns jumping at this. Are there any stalagmites? Any yeah, stalagmites? there are stalagmites. Yes, uh, here. Yeah, there's stalactites hanging from the ceiling. Roll to lasso that shit. Okay, great. <laughs> this is fun. I'm excited about this. I really thought you guys were just gonna jump. This is way more fun. Acrobatics. No, no, it's just a dex check. Oh. Um, like survival or something. Ah, nice. let's roll survival. Fuck it. Oh, survival? Plus two. Neat. Eleven. <laughs> the DM gets tired of your bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you can lasso that shit. It's not moving. You've lassoed moving animals before, so you're able to get the lasso around it. I check the tightness. Pretty tight? Pretty tight. So we're jumping? On the next episode of Hit Dice, we're all characters in characters for everyone. <laughs> all right, are we all jumping yes or no? I yes. just want to cast a spell if it's going to happen, and we have a minute to do it. Okay, let's do it. Everyone get ready, get like an order of movement, and then as soon as you land, you have to get to the next one so we can all land. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, who's going first? There's one small jump that needs to be made. Five feet, not too bad. Okay, so a long jump is that you jump up to your strength score in feet. Your strength score in feet? Yes. Okay, so I can jump... Oh. I can I, jump 15 feet. With a, I can do a running jump. That's pretty of, fucking incredible. I can, I can only jump one foot. No, 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 that's your mod. It's actually your, your strength your score. Your strength score. Oh, 12 feet. Yeah. yeah, you can jump 12 feet. If you, like, get a running start, and you have to have 10 feet to get that running start, which you, you guys have. Yeah. Okay. And I was thinking since the rope is hanging there on the stalactite, My nice. ass, then you can kind of grab that to kind of ease yourself along. Let's do this, Graham. All right, I'm going to do it. Make it quick. Um, I'm going to be near the site, though, so I can keep an eye on everyone so the spell works. Okay, who's going first? So you, you do cast Featherfall? Yeah, we got a minute. Go. Yeah. Or we'll cast Featherfall really quickly on all of you. You see him draw lines out from his shoulder blades, and uh, he traces what looks like wings, and as he does, you guys just see this energy kind of fly out from him, almost like feathers, uh, like if a pillow were to bust. I can jump 15 feet. So yeah. Is that right on to it? Okay, uh, just roll a quick acrobatics or athletics, your choice, for me. So we're all rolling this, basically, right? Everyone, when, when you jump, you will. Yes. Okay. Um, that's a 14. 14 is going to make it very easily. Featherfall is making it much easier to get down here than you think it normally would be. Uh, You're able to kind of like direct your uh, body and just that like that extra second or two is all you really need. So I'm going to just take a second to just kind of like hop over that little Ding. gap right yep. there. So what we're saying, just sorry, um, we automatically can go 12 feet. Right. Like we don't even have to roll for it. Right. Oh, okay. I thought we were going to As long as you can do this. a running. As long as well, you're, you're just rolling okay. to make sure that you can try and land on it, but with Featherfall, you guys are getting a great bonus. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. Next, next, won't. next. I'll go next. And then you might want to go. All right, I'm going. Holy shit, here we go. And I jump. Not a net one. Uh, 14? 14 makes it. I'd like to also... As an action, summon a whip just in case I have to reel somebody okay, in. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so you, you just see, like, from your finger this whip form, and you just grab its hilt, and you and Patches are standing here All right, next, uh, whip next, in next. your hand. I crack a whip, literally. I'm pretty good at dexterity. Right? So, and I'm actually going to get... 
18. You guys are all just kind of like floating down. As as more people are landing here, I'm going to do a 10 foot running jump and just pop over to that one too. So so Callista, Adelaide, and Patches have all landed on these rocks. The heat is incredible around you as you get here. And this feather fall helps you kind of guide your bodies just a bit as you're all coming down. You're on these rocks like sticking up out of this lava. Patches, with just a little bit of foresight, is able to kind of like jump to the next one with a running start. Patches, you are on the side of this lake of lava that has the drawbridge that's kind of raised above you. Callista, you come down into here and Arwell's like, Guy, come on! Guy, go. And then you hop over. I'll step over here. So I run up. I'm a little far away. If you guys could uh, assist. The flow backpack. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Mod 20. Yeah, so with a mod 20, guy jumps and little buffaloes just like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Arwell, you're the only one who can see him go, but you just see buffalo hanging out of the back of the backpack. Like, oh, oh, as I was running, can I grab my rope and see if I could pull it down? <laughs> sure. Oh, that's rough. Survival. Yeah, that's fine. So as you go, you grab the rope and you like you're falling slow enough to kind of like loosen it with like a whip. You know how you do the cord wave, yeah. and it just whoosh, like comes out and comes down, and you're able to grab it and put it at your side as you hit the ground. Arwell's last. I'm dropping on the feather fall from if the rest you of them. One, you're going to see everything. I'm going to like fuck, fuck, fuck. Make this fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Here we go. Arwell. Oh yeah, everyone made it. So right, Arwell cool. comes floating down behind all you guys, and you all are like sitting here, and everybody's like, everyone was trying to be cool because all your friends are adventurers and you are adventurers, and so like no one wants to anyone else to see them barf or piss their pants. Now. Yeah, and once you all realize you're fine, everyone just starts crying. That's <laughs> no, canon. You guys have made it onto these little tiny single islands, like one human. One humanoid can stand on each of these islands. You guys have made it this far. Patch, did you feel in squirrely trying to get out across that very narrow... So, so, tell, so what's up with this bridge again? It's yeah, so uh, you guys all cross across these little islands that mm-hmm. are represented in this uh, lava. And as you get over here, you realize that there is another side of this drawbridge. Both of them are straight up, and it seems like neither of them have oh. been let down. You can see a contraption beside this where it seems like a lever could be pulled to lower them slowly. You can see the chain and sprocket system that exists beside this lever are well and Adelaide specifically you would just like you'd lock in on that we both just picked up our D20s ready to roll on this <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, like, chain and sprocket you say huh yes. <laughs> <laughs> send Arwell up to the front of the group I just walk between your legs. Uh, we would like to inspect and tinker with these this chain and sprocket system. Yeah, go crazy. Just investigate it. Which one of you is rolling and which one of you is support? I'll, I'll assist you roll. Okay. Okay. So uh, you would be rolling uh, tinkering, essentially, which is uh, an intelligence check. So you get plus intelligence plus proficiency. Um, also... Pretty good. So intelligence and proficiency? Do you get so. one? Sad. <laughs> yeah, team. 19, mod 20. Mod 20. <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah. So you're able to kind of get into this. Arwell pulls out this strange leather, like, roll he has, and you roll that motherfucker out. And as you roll this thing out, you are really, you make way easier work of this than I anticipated you to. <laughs> and you're able to just kind of get in there, and you realize that it's just corroded a bit. Mm-hmm. Like, really, all you need to do is oil it up and clean off some of that rust. And so you only use two of your tools. You pick some of these, like, little rusted pieces out from the chain and sprocket and you're able to get that thing moving and you actually just like on one side of it get it and you pull it just so that sprocket moves a little and you guys all see the weight of that bridge just kind of supported on it and Arwell you get up and you just pull that lever confidently and this bridge just slowly but surely just like comes down 
just a perception check kind of on the side. Yeah. Over here? Yeah. yeah just kind of, whatever. Yeah, gotcha. Like, not across the bridge, but off to the side. Arwell's busy. He's at work. Why are you guys making him do the perception check? Let's <laughs> <laughs> suck at them. Anybody else want to percept? Here, I'm right behind him. I'll percept. Come percept. Come perceive. Oh, wait. I'm just kidding. Percept. I'm still winded and tired. You and can try, low. sleepy. Well, here Roll we disadvantage. Go. <laughs> you might have a good time. 11? Yeah, within 11, uh, you're not seeing much. On the other side of this, you are seeing something uh, kind of strange, almost like a statue that's just kind of sitting over here. And behind it, you can see the light from this magma. It's still just kind of bathed all around you guys for what it's worth. This drawbridge is down and it's blocking some of that light. Just a little bit of darkness over all of this lava. You guys, this light is just brilliant in your eyes. It's kind of hard to see through it. And as you're looking to the other end, it's kind of hard to tell, but that drawbridge is like definitely fallen onto the other side of this. And it seems like something is reflecting that light back at you from the other side of this. I'd like to put on my day vision goggles and look at it once again. Okay, it's just like pitch black. Okay. Oh. It's not that it's not bright. It's not quite um. bright, that bright. Because it's got two modes, right? Mm, it's yeah. too much. Super dark. Well, yeah, you like, I'm not super dark, I'm just only dark. Yeah, so you, you you like hit these weird little levers on the side and these two lenses come out of it, and as it does, you are able to see this form standing in front of something. It's not moving, though. Like it, It's just like this humanoid form, but it's standing completely still. And behind it, the light that's coming from this lava is just kind of reflecting back toward all of you. So there seems to be some sort of statue or a figure. It could be a figure. It's not moving, though, and there's just light pouring in behind it. I think we should... Either go a little closer, maybe send the person who is resistant to the heat if you're feeling comfortable. If not, I keep getting attacked by things when I go in front. This is not working for me. While they try to kill me. I'll go <laughs> you want to go? Okay, I'll go. I make my way across the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just walk over there. And as you walk over here, you do notice this enormous figure. And it moves toward you. And as you're looking at it, it mm-hmm. does like shamble just a bit. And it kind of twitches and moves. And you can hear like the, like this really unearthly popping of joints as it begins to move. And as it moves toward you, you can see this enormous like feather-like headdress moving on it. And you notice that there is a skull on its face. You can't really see it well. And out from behind it, all of these weird rib bones kind of come out and around it. And it like starts walking toward you really quickly. Like as all these joints start to pop and it runs toward you and can only get that far and as it reaches out you just notice these chains like hold its arms and they're like just in front of your face as this thing is reaching out toward you and you can see like it's the skull that's covering its face is right in front of you and you hear a little voice come out from behind it the voice just like creaks out at you and you see this little figure in the corner She has a hat that's made of like all this weird patchwork leather, almost like the entire hat is just wrapped around her head. Sticks are coming up out of the middle of it. It's like almost comes to a point like a witch hat, but you see a bunch of like brush sticking up out of it. A lot of little baubles on it and you see her cloak just hanging over her enormous body. Like she's eating well, whatever she's eating. And she just comes out and she's like, ah, thought you could sneak up on hungry Edith chicken joint, did you? Ah, a grave mistake indeed, young one. I see you've already met Bruckvo. He doesn't like visitors. Neither do I. The heart is mine, and you'd be smart to turn around and leave. I'm sorry, what was your name again? Hungry Edith Chicken Joint. Hungry Edith Chicken Joint. (laughs) Chicken Joint. 
Um, <laughs> Rockies. <laughs> I'm going to just, yeah, put my head around Brooke, though, and you'd be like... Oh, in her heavier days. How are you? You can hear the groan. You can hear the groan of those chains around his enormous hands. You can see the stitches running up his arms, his, like, two big arms. They're obviously mismatched, but his body is draped in a strange cloak, all of these weird bones kind of decorating him. Um, <laughs> I'd be doing much better if you and your friends left now. Can I, I would like to run up uh, through the drawbridge and... <laughs> I keep forgetting I have disadvantage on skills. Oh, too late. Here we are. Um, I'm going to persuade her. I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, hello. It is so nice to meet you. My name is Adelaide. I love your hat, and I really think that we should be friends. But with the disadvantages... 12. You see her stand up straight. Her belly is like obvious through this garb that she's wearing. You can see the bottle. She seems to be holding something in her hand that's just like smoking this strange green smoke. She has a broom in her other hand that she's leaning against and her voice just like booms out over you at this point. And she's like, I knew it. You're here for the heart, but it's mine and I'm going to make sure you leave. And as she says this, all of you are going to roll for initiative. All right. My bad, guys. I tried. Yeah. Good job, Adelaide. I was talking nice to her. I rolled an 18 first. I would have had a 27. (laughs) Oh, well. I'm sorry. I suck, y'all. Guy, can I get your initiative? It's 21. Adelaide? Six. Okay. Patches? Seven. Moist. Callista? Nine. Uh, 14. 14. All right. Sweet. So, Guy, you were hella up first. And then Arwol? I would like like to cast a little number I call Hail of Thorns! Fucker! I'd like to uh, send that arrow right back to old Fatty McFatty Fat bitch. Hungry Edith Chicken Joint? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, her name. Yeah, that's her name. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that name. Was. Tough shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. 14 plus 8. Yeah, answer. So is that So that's Hail of Thorns then. So okay. it's 1d10 plus 1d8 plus 4. The 1d8 plus 4. No, she has great. to make a deck save. Oh. For the Hail of Thorns. She has to see if she saves. Okay. Which, and uh, she is, she's going to succeed that dexterity saving throw. She takes half damage. It's like she takes the arrow damage, and then you, she either gets full or half damage on the Hail of yeah. Thorns. Yeah. Okay. So roll the damages. Oh. So regular arrow damage. Woo! Eight. <laughs> a ten and an eight, man. That's yeah. That's pretty dang. Yeah, you, you rolled max on both. So you just hear her scream out <laughs> as this arrow hits her, and then these, like, as this arrow hits her, these splinters just explode from it. Um, Brockfo does not seem to react to that. His hand's just still sitting stilly in front of him. Um, and she's just kind of screaming out at this. She did save. Yeah, so she'll take half. Okay. But that's still, like, an incredible amount of damage. She's going to position herself here so that, uh, she's taking complete cover. And as she does... Yeah, sorry, you're up, Arwell. And then she's on Yeah, deck. I'm just gonna, like, look over my shoulder and give her a bad luck for causing the drama. Oh! <laughs> and Teach. I would, like... Don't treat me like that. Can I... His, like, his arms are not he's, actually able to hit me. He's, like, right there. If you took a step around or anywhere, like, he'd get an attack of opportunity on you. You could? Like, okay. Right. Anyone, nice. basically anyone who moves from the How entrance of this he? bridge, uh, he is huge. So I can see her through his legs? Oh, sorry. No, he's large, but she's, like, very well hidden behind him. Oh. oh then I am going to back up, and then I'm going to cast Witch Bolt on him. Try to undo his stitches. No. Uh, <laughs> a twelve. Well, we'll hit him. Perfect. He's kind of lumbering and he seems restrained. Oh. <laughs> One damage. <laughs> that is lightning damage? That is lightning damage. Nice. Good for you. 
It does seem to do something to him as this like shoots out and hits him. He's just like groans out though, really strangely. You can't see his mouth under this mask, but you can see all these stitches and all these weird parts that seem to be put together onto this just like really large man. The bones kind of shift and the feathers around his head just kind of shake and he's just kind of shaking this off. And out from under this mask, you can just hear like this kind of guttural, visceral, primordial scream. Yeah, and I'm just going to keep up obviously that uh, tether between the two of us. Hungry Edith Chicken Joint is going to come up. Oh my god. Toward Adelaide, she is going, ooh, yeah, she's going to hold her hand out and she's going to be, she's just going to say, this is my heart. I told you to leave. And if she does, uh, she just like grabs this potion and you just see her little plump body stand up straight and this like green smoke that's coming out of it is trailing up toward the ceiling and it just turns bright. <sighs> as she casts the spell and puts her hand over it, and that smoke kind of gets sucked back into the bottle. And as it does, she holds it out in front of her and it just lashes out toward you. Uh, that is, mm-hmm. that's a 17, which yeah, is gonna hit you. Uh, you're gonna take nine poison damage as this ray of sickness just blasts into you. Oh, you mean one damage because of my false life? Yeah, one real damage. And you need to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, boo. 10? That does not save. So you are poisoned until the end of your next turn, which means you're going to roll disadvantage on pretty much everything. And Callista, you were up. Patches, you were on deck. Oh God, um, right behind Patches, so I'm going to reach forward and put my hand on top of his little bald head. I'm going to cast Heroism on Patches. Be the hero. Which, as a reminder, you're imbued with bravery, so you're immune to being frightened. And on your turn, you will gain temporary hit points equal to my spellcasting ability modifier, which is three at the start of each of your turns. It's coming. Patches, you're up. Adelaide, on deck. I'm going to <laughs> dash my full 60 feet. Right. Patches still on the other side of this drawbridge, just <laughs> coming in hot. As a bonus action, mm-hmm. I'm going to do nothing. Because <laughs> I can't really do anything on a bridge. Incredible. <laughs> Adelaide's up. Horrifying oh, yeah. I meant to flesh it. demon with the skulls all over it's on deck. So Adelaide gets a smirk on her face and her eerie green eyes light up. And she's like, well, I tried to do this the nice way. And she sneaks around this guy and just slowly... You'll take an attack of opportunity if you're not literally rolling sneak. I mean, you'll take yeah, it. it. This isn't like it's a, fine. oh, wait, he can reach me? Never mind. This is like a, you're going to take yeah, an attack of fine. opportunity if you I'm gonna keep, can't sneak. Um, but as I'm walking... Yeah, not too good. As I'm walking, I'm going to cast Mirror Image again. So she's smirking, and then just like three other Adelaides come out of yeah. her. So an 11 does not hit. He swings at you, and you're just like really easily, like as he grabs out one more time, you just feel this chain... Like, his hand was right here with Arwell, and it just seems like as he reaches out, it just, like, a little further toward you. But he's still not able to get it out quite that far, and you're able to sneak around him. Yeah, so she ducks under his arm, and she just is smirking at this bitch. And she's just like, I tried to do this This the nice way. And then three other Adelaides come out, and they all just start walking slowly towards her. Okie doke. Bruckfo is actually up at this point. Bruckfo is going to reach out toward you, Adelaide. So his first attack, you want to roll and see if he hits one of your thingies? He does. That's a 17. As his fist just like raises up and slams into them, and you can hear Edith just like cackle a little bit behind him, like... (laughs) And then he, like, as his fist slams, he pushes the other one toward her. That is absolutely going to hit her. 
and as this slam hits her body, it's just like this huge hand just pushes into her. She gets pushed back into this wall and hits it, and she just kind of seems dazed for a second, and she gets up, and she just grunts like, <laughs> as Bruckvogue slams into her. She's she's not looking so hot after that. She's just kind of like seeming dazed. Uh, guy, you're up. Arbel's on deck. I say your days are numbered, Ursula Chicken Dicks. <laughs> I bring forth the power of the bow of crabbling. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it hits. Who knows? It's a 10. Is it 10? Yeah. And 10 doesn't hit. Bitch. Yeah, bow of crabbling, you'll, you'll have your time. To it's a coming. Anything else? This guy just like rips this arrow off, and it's, it, it is hard to hit her. I mean, she is in cover right now, for what it's worth. Your line of sight to her is completely cut off by Bruckfo, who is anything behind him is like basically impossible to hit. So, yeah, that breaks the witch bolt that was stuck into him, and at the same time, it just seems you're just having a hard time getting a beat on her, and you release it, and it just kind of like, like goes by him as you're trying to get it between these things. Arr, well, you're up. Can I see Eda's chicken joint? Barely. Like as this as this lumbering, gross monster no, is kind of sitting around. Right. Now you have a line of sight on her. Okay, perfect. I'm going to cast mind spike on her. <laughs> Good luck with those thoughts. Um, <laughs> my brain. <laughs> I just really want. Okay. Some more chicken bones. She likes the chicken joints. Chicken joints. I'm sorry. Ooh. My bad. CJ's half as much, so she takes half of fifteen. It hits. So she rolls against it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. What is it? A wisdom? I'm imagining intelligence. It's wisdom. Begins my spell save of 14. Yeah, she fails. Okay. So 15 So 15 full. damage. Yeah. Woofy. Ooh, man. And then also for the next hour, I can know exactly where she is. Yeah, so this thing just like hits her, and you guys don't see it. It's not like Witch Bolt where this little dart of magical energy hits her and sticks into her like a little crystal. You just see her head like, ah, like go back and scream as her head's just kind of being racked with this pain. And she's just like, Bro, get them! As she's like trying to shake these thoughts out. So she looks over to Arwell and she just says, You think that's funny? I'll show you funny. And as she does this, she just like pulls from her throat with this jar. And it like it pulls this essence into it, and she waves her hand over it, and the smoke turns like a bright yellow as it's coming out of this weird little ceramic jar she's holding, and she just waves it toward you, and like instead of this smoke drifting, it just like rushes over toward you, and you need to make a wisdom saving throw. Six. Here we go. No, I'm sorry. Saving throw. That's nice. That's a. And is this magic? Hmm? I could do advantage. No, I'm cutting. Is that a gnome thing? Yeah. Yes. Oh, is that better? So better? Oh wow. Twenty-one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's better. Just a little bit. Thank you, Bing Man. You feel this like tickle of laughter in your throat as the smoke just like comes over you, and for just a moment, everything around you seems like a huge joke. Just like all of it, like this weird fat witch and her flesh golem that's like standing in front of you, screaming out that like hit her, and is like it, it seems very confused, and she just seems like to be just hanging on by a thread, but then you're really quickly able to shake that off and realize the severity of your situation and that your allies are kind of like in real danger <laughs> and, um, and you're able to get back into this. That is her whole turn. Callista is up, patches on deck. Okay, um, I'm way back here. I would like to move closer to oh, the sorry. group. I'd like to give some bardic inspiration to my friend Adelaide. Yes! They're in the thick of it. To the Adelaides? <laughs> to, the Adelaides. Oh, to all the Adelaides. I have Adelaide A, B, and C mm -hmm. right now. And the lute is super out of tune, so I can't play a song because there's no way that's going to sound like anything good. Um, so instead, I'm going to shout, hey, Adelaide, and I'm going to do a little yes. inspiring dance. 
Ooh, girl, get it. Yeah, yeah. You're, inspired. you're, you're just inspired because you're like, wow, she's dancing right now? Like, I was scared, but now I feel fine. Yeah, all like, of the Adelaide start dancing with her. It's like an interpretive dance. Rockfo do, does a little, but that's it. Yeah, you can add 1d6 to any 20 roll. Cool. All right. Let's dance. Okay, patches you up. I am going to. I'm gonna come to the end of the bridge, and I'm going to, and I'm gonna shoot the witch with my bow. Uh, that's a 16. That's gonna hit her with a line of sight. Seven damage. Dead, How do you kill Edith? Yes. Hungry yeah. Edith's chicken joint. <laughs> um, her grease explodes. <laughs> her mouth is still open from pulling this shit out of her throat with her jar, and it's. Just like straight back through her mouth, like out the back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, you see this arrow hanging out, and her body like scorpions over. You see her big, huge tummy just like hanging out of her shirt, just like, like kind of seriously, grossly with warts and everything, and like a happy trail, just like hanging over her knees as she falls backwards. And then you just like she slump, she she like slumps over, and then you just see her body kind of like collect itself, like pop back into place and glow with this really brilliant red light and as it does she just disappears uh arwell you would know exactly yes. where she is she is walking this way toward your teammates and as she does she's standing in the middle of them uh and you can just see this like smile on her face as she kind of comes back she's vibrating with this heat and you can see this like really bright light right where her heart would be and you guy and buffalo all need to make dexterity saving throws callista come on baby <laughs> That's a fail. Sorry, bud. Why do I roll nothing but... Is that a six or an eleven? That's a eleven. Yeah, so both of you fail this, and as she just, like, comes into the middle of both of you, she just explodes. Oh. Um, and you can just see this, like, red dot in the center of her heart just, like, growing and growing, and it just kind of encompasses her, and she lets out this scream as her body is just rended asunder. Do I see this happening? Do I feel like I need to try to catch something? You don't see anything flying or anything like that. Okay. Her body just kind of is rend asunder. Both of you are going to take 11 damage. Okay. What is that from, rend asunder? Rend asunder? Uh, I picked that up from Final Fantasy X because Kamari mm -hmm. says it all the time, but uh, I don't, I mean. As her body explodes, it appears back here. Hmm. That was Patch's turn, I believe. So she seems dead. Like, her body is back in its place, but, like, still crumpled over, laying scorpion style. Her mouth is wide open. That red light that appeared in her chest before she went over there has since faded completely. At least, like, I guess... Yeah, oh, she's dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, Arwell, you would know she died. Like, you you would, for just a brief moment, her life kind of, mm -hmm. it did disappear, but then it came back for just a moment, went to the bridge, yeah. and now it's just gone. Yeah. Adelaide, you were up, then um, I'm open. going to, just to, as a bonus action, hide against this wall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's on chains, it doesn't fucking matter, and I'm, not, I'm not hiding, I'm just standing right here. Okay. Yeah, um... I'm pointing like, at his stupid face. He looks kind of cool. I know. He does like, look pretty cool. <laughs> Bitch, I wanted to kill her. Patrick oh. gets all the and cool kills. All of the Adelaide's <laughs> are going to bounce away from the, from the weird golem. I'll take the attack. Yeah, yeah. life. Yeah. Okay, you take the attack of opportunity. Bruckfo is actually turning as you take this, and he does hit you uh, for this one, Adelaide. Does he hit me, though? Oh, I don't know. 
<laughs> he doesn't hit me. Yeah, so one of your one of your things disappear, and Bruckfo turns and he walks over to her, and with his fists, so nice. he's just like slamming his enormous fist into her, like oh. beating her into ground beef. And he's just like sitting in the corner, and you can see like her tendons and blood just like like sticking to his fist as he's just like slamming them into her. She's almost nothing at this point, and it seems like he is relentless. For one round, you all are out of combat. Is he's just like, I mean, he's beating the fuck out of this wow. witch that's behind wow. him. Is he? He's just like wailing just on her. Walking? I feel like we need to get past where he is. Probably. I mean, he's chained up. How does he look? Like. He looks super fine. He's, he's all right. Oh. Mm, probably couldn't do much to him with that. Um, so we're out of combat. Can I roll investigation in yep. the room just to see if... Yeah. I want to yeah. start singing the buffalo lullaby to him <laughs> to try to calm Aww. him down. Just to see it. I have to do it like I can Make him go to sleep, somebody? I don't think I can. Yeah. So it's a 14 for investigation. I'm just looking to see if I see anything that might contain a dragon heart. You would notice that there is guild back here. Um, there's also a tiny ledge about 15 feet up that rims this entire room. This geyser, though, it looks like the geyser's in the first room that you went in. It is behind Bruckfo. It seems out of reach from his chain. There's a geyser that's much bigger than the other ones that you saw. There is no steam coming out of it. There, is, there looks to be a pile of gold in the southernmost corner of this room, far behind uh, Bruckfo, where he's just kind of beating the living fuck out of Hungry Edith Chicken Joint's dead body. I want to do an investigation score or perception or whatever I need to do to see how far he could get to me with his chains. Sure. Roll that investigation. Uh, investigation Ooh, is almost a two. I know, almost <laughs> a two. Thank you, book. Uh, 21. Yes, with the 21, you would think that within either of these, like, where he's chained up, Uh he has some slack on each of his chains. It almost seems like there's actually a system underneath them. Like, it seems like it's one chain that's completely connected from wrist to wrist that goes underneath him Mm -hmm. through these pillars. And he could get within, it seems, about 10 feet from either pillar. I want to stealth over here and just look down this hole. Okay. Um, And I'm going over here. He, I'm going to get, like, onto the gold. Okay. 23 for stealth. Yeah, so you're able to scoot around there. As you're looking into this geyser, or while you were on this pile of gold, um, you can, like, try and collect some of it, or if you're just trying to, like, sift around it to find something specific, that's fine. Patches, you look down into this, and as you do, you hear the rushing of water just, like, underneath this thing. And it's black, and it's dark, and you can't see anything. You can just hear this water. It's hard to tell how far below you it is, but one thing is for sure, there is one very small source of light. It's a bright, brilliant red light, and it's just sitting in uh, the bottom of this cavern. You can kind of see the light above it wavering, and you you can imagine it's from the water you're hearing rushing over whatever this source is. As... He's doing that. I'm going to be putting gold into my pockets, uh, but also kind of like, as I'm doing that, kind of sifting through and seeing if anything looks uh, more interesting than just gold. Well, I'll roll to see how much gold you can pick up this quickly. Okay. And then uh, you can roll investigation. Okay. 14. You are able to find this, it almost just looks like a little roll, but it, it really seems strange in the middle of this gold pile. Mm-hmm. It's, it's this white, strange roll with a little bit of what looks like gold trimming on it. You're also able to pick up 20 gold pieces. It sounds like there's water beneath me. Yeah, you can hear it rushing, like it's obvious. heat coming nope. up from it. I jump down the hole. So you guys just see patches disappear, and patches, you jump down into... Oh my god, patches! Oh, my. Runs to no the rope hole. or nothing? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to your pocket the just the, the paper roller roll. I've got my eyes fixed okay. on Brookville. I'm just trying ready. to do this quickly. Yeah. yeah. So patches, you jump down into this. You have this strange roll arwol, and you have 20 more gold pieces in your pocket. Callista runs over. Uh, Brookville seems done. It seems like this is a flattened it's a pulp. Yeah, it's bloody pulp. Mm-hmm. Like can totally I, unrecognizable. Can I message Brookville? You can try. I just want to say, Brookville, she's dead. You can be free. As you do this. You need to roll a, a charisma saving throw for me. Okay. Well done. Nice. 22. Good for you, too. You make this connection with him just really quickly, and you're trying to kind of calm him down, and then this just rush of horrifying thoughts and screams just, like, enters your mind, and you're unable to, like, control it, and you just, like, start, like, crying immediately, and, like, you scream out, and you're just able to really quickly cut it off. Uh-huh. Like, it's obvious that this thing is an abomination. Yeah. You're unable to tell how long he's been here, what his thought process is, who his true master is, anything like that. Um, it's just like this horrifying rush of things that makes all the hair on your body stand up, and you just, like, come out of this thing. You snap out of it, and you're just horrified. You're standing at the side of this, and you're about to scream for Patches, and you just, like, stop for a second, like, losing track of exactly where you are. Patches, you're diving toward this source of light. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, you're able to get to it. Like you, f- you feel like you fall about thirty feet. You lose your stomach for a second. And you're like, whoa, and then you just <laughs> hit that water. And underneath it, you're able to open your eyes, and it's just like very clear. And you see this crazy, bright, illuminescent source in front of you. Like it's so bright and red that you like can't even tell what the thing is. Oh, I can't even tell what it is. Mm-mm. I'm gonna reach out and touch it. Okay. What are the rest of you want to do? I'm going to <laughs> run over and jump into the hole. Arvel just is like, oh <laughs> fuck, oh fuck. <laughs> Um, Arwell jumps in. Bruckfo is going to turn, and Arwell jumps into the hole. You three are going to re-enter initiative. Yeah, I was Um, ready for it. Are are you down? You're down in there. Okay. Are you? What are you? What are you going for down there? Um, We'll play through your turn before we come back to these guys. Yeah, no. I want to touch the bright light. Yeah, you jump down here, and this light actually illuminates the water around you, and you're just kind of looking around, and you see this thing, and it does kind of draw you in a bit, and you go to, like, reach your hand out and touch it. Guy, Callista, and Adelaide, you are back in combat. Bruckfo turns around. Uh, His turn was last, actually. He beat the fuck out of it. No, no, my turn was last. I didn't finish my turn. Oh, that's right. That's right. (laughs) Okay, so you're up, Adelaide. Okay. I am... I've been watching him this whole time, and I've been seeing everything going on, but I'm just, like, ready for him to make the wrong move, and he makes the wrong move, so I'm gonna cast Eldritch Blast right in his face. Shaboom! I'm gonna add my bardic inspiration to that. Calista's dancing just really inspired me. <laughs> I liked it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really inspired. Yeah. Nine. <laughs> Probably oh. doesn't hit a golem. Definitely does not. Oh, wait. Just kidding. Yes, it does. Really? Okay. He's huge. He's huge he's and slow. slow. He's strong, right. but he's not quick. Hell yeah. All right. So then. He's, he's, he's an oath. I'm gonna use, for sure. Since I've been ready for it. As this energy comes out of my finger, it comes out as lightning damage and busts right into him. You see some of his stitches like like unravel and you can see that rotten weird meat kind of come out just a bit. That is five damage. Yeah, so you hit him and a few of his stitches do just kind of splinter away, but really quickly it just seems like they like sew themselves right back up. He's going to walk over quickly and these huge steps, he's like mm-hmm. coming toward Callista and Adelaide. Oh. You can see those feathers shaking. Oh, way over there. There. oh sorry, Guy and Callista, my bad. He's walking over toward Guy and Callista, those feathers shaking above his head, those bones kind of rattling as he's walking up to you. You see these enormous bracers with these chains walking up and you can hear them as he's running toward you, grunting, just like and you can hear those chains as he's just like Supernaturally running toward you. He's uh, he's he's not so good at dodging attacks, but he takes big old steps. Uh, that's a nine, so that doesn't hit that you. Doesn't hit me. And then guy, that is a mod twenty, which is absolutely going to hit you. See you guys later. 
that is uh, nine damages. Yeah, just enough to put me down. So guy, like, he just comes over and just like slaps the fuck out of you with this giant hand with all of these bones across it and just kind of shambles as Pygmy Buffalo is sitting there and uh, Guy is like fallen in front of this thing and he's lumbering over him pretty dangerously like he was over top of Hungry Edith Chicken Joint. It is Guy's turn. Make a death saving throw for me. Oh no, that was not That is a natural 20. You were at one HP. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Oh, yeah. oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, that's a standard action. So you have movement and a bonus action left, basically. Oh, well. You're able to like, oh my fucking god, <laughs> stand back up. I mean, if I try to get out of the way, it's an attack of opportunity, and he'll probably whoop my ass. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I leap like a freak! Yeah. Out of the way. I try to. Okay. Arwol is not with you all. Edith is not with you all, but like in a different sense. <laughs> Callista is up, and then Adelaide's on deck. Oh, lordy. Um, huh. That was a goddamn miracle. So I lean over the hole, and I message Cinder, both my friends are down there. I'm going to message to Arwol, what's going on down there? Uh, you get no response. Everybody died in a hole! <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst adventure ever. Oh, my God. Well, I have <laughs> in my bag, so <laughs> we can still write this story. Well, and so my book doesn't actually live in my bag. It's, like, in a holster on my belt, so Hell I have yeah. it actually on me all the time. I don't want to leave you guys, but I can't do anything. I jump in the hole. Yeah, you do. <laughs> nice. Oh, I don't like it because I'm leaving my That house. is a 12, which does not hit you. So you're able to, yes. you like feign jumping in the hole and he, her, right? you like feign jumping in the hole and he grabs out toward it really quickly and you're like, fuck <laughs> Yeah, and you, you just like dive down in it and you like feel your stomach like you take it does it like with a flourish. Oh like yeah. Swan dive. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> she hits the water like a cone head, no splash. Oh yeah, it's like, it's like. <laughs> I feel like I'm probably less aerodynamic than a cone head. With this you, uh, you hit the water though after some time of falling it feels really strange you're like where is this at even though you can hear that rush underneath you and then you hit it and as you hit it you can just really feel how wide it it seems like this chasm is and how deep it is and you just feel like you're in a room that's bigger than maybe the entire complex of cave systems you were just in and as you do you fall into it and about 10 feet in front of you you just see this brilliant red light it's just like a it really isn't even like a light or a beacon shining it's like a piercing red dot that's just sitting in the middle of this um it's awesome i'm gonna swim up to it (laughs) adelaide i just want to get rid of this asshole that's hurting my friend so i want to cast eldritch blast at him again 15 yeah 15 hits Eight. Uh, yes, no, you do. Six. Six damage to this guy, and as you do, this elder splash just hits him again. And he, do you have anything else you'd like to do? Yeah. Fuck you, asshole. He just turns toward you, and as he turns toward you, that elder splash just hits this skull that's on his face, and he just starts lumbering toward you. It seems like it's just kind of like bouncing right. right. He's he's a big boy, and like the stitches that you hit the last time and splintered open have already healed, like covered themselves back up and restitched his arm. He's going to, oh, you're way over there. He's gonna run toward you as quick as he can, both of his arms outstretched toward you. And this pillar breaks away and he's able to get close enough to you and both of his hands come in at you and he's like slamming down into you. The Does first he hit, hit me though? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Adelaide B. Left. Adelaide, I forgot there was Adelaide B. <laughs> oh my God. This is a good running joke. 
Oh, he hits me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so, not only B, it's me. So he hits you, and that's a that's a 21. And with his first hit, he's going to do 14 damage to you with his first hit. Oh. As his hand just, like, slams into you, it knocks the wind out Wait, of you, and you can, right? like, you can feel your ribs like they're about to break underneath the force of this thing's palm, and then he's going to swing again. You want to see if he hits Adelaide B this time? Run! Yes, I do. Please, please hit Adelaide B. It hits Adelaide B. Yes. Uh, that is a 13. Goodbye, yeah, that's a 13. So she's just like, <laughs> as this goes through her, uh, guy, you were up with one HP. And, and pick me both I use... Run to the hole! Run to the hole! Your wounds. Oh, God. Eight plus two. Oh, God. So it's on me. Okay. Because I'm selfish. <laughs> right. So uh, 11 total HP. I yell as a bonus action to mm-hmm. Adelaide. Let's get down the fucking hole! <laughs> I guess if we're all dying, we're all and dying I together. I run up to it, but I wait for her in case she needs me and I don't jump down the hole. Aw, I'll give you inspiration. Oh, That's very nice. Guy! <laughs> I wasn't gonna leave you with I'll some I'll catch you when you're falling off a rope anytime. <laughs> Adelaide, you were up. You guys, if you're all falling down a hole, you can't just leave me here. I'm coming too. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna take the attack of an opportunity, I'm just gonna run 5, 10, 15. See if he hits Adelaide, oh, it's just you, holy fucking shit, he definitely hits you. That's nine damage. Oh, perfect. I got one HP, like, jump <laughs> <Yeah. myself. laughs> Oh my god. Man. Yeah, so as he's going by, you turn your back and you start running, and his fist just like slams into your back. And even though, yeah, he pushes you forward just enough, and you kind of skid across the floor. And guy, you see Adelaide's face, like, she's like scorpioning like the fucking witch did, and she's just like, boom, like right into the hole. Um, but you're falling. So you and Adelaide are both falling into this, and as you do, the wind just catches your stomach, you can feel it dropping like you're on a roller coaster, the breath leaves your body, and then you just make that impact. And it's, it's like you're in a maelstrom of some kind. This water is just rushing, and it seems to almost be trapped in here. And in the center, like in its apex, there's just this tiny, gleaming red light. It's bright and it's brilliant, and you don't see any of your other teammates in here. It's just the two of you in this dark void with this water kind of rushing around you, and this little tiny red dot just sitting in the middle of it. Well, you're barely alive. You're like, Jesus Christ. My oomph water feels nice on my wounds. <laughs> Dude, I should make the belly flop. You do do one damage. Oh, just no. like- <laughs> While we're turning water and I'm trying to keep Buffalo's head above water, are we above water? Yeah, if you want to be. You want a potion? That's probably smart. Yeah. There you go. Okay, both of you need to make athletics checks for me if you're trying to tread this, because the water's actually pretty tumultuous on the surface here. Oh, I win. Oh, I win. <laughs> 20. Mod 20. I win nice. potion. Guy got a mod 20. Oh, God. I still have disadvantage from that sulfur Sucks. <laughs> oh, it was a nat 20 and a 7. God <laughs> damn it. Adelaide's <laughs> treading water, and Guy, you're feeling fine. You're, like, able to keep Buffalo's head above the water, your head above the water. You hold her the potion. She's, like, treading a little, like, rough. Like She's not feeling good, and she just, like, drops it, and it's gone. All right, well, I'm going to swim down to this light, and I'm going to percept... To see if I can see my friends. <laughs> yeah, roll perception. Good idea. Oh, wait, I still have disadvantage. That's a nat one and a nat 20. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're feeling... At first, you're like... <laughs> you're like... <laughs> At first, you're pretty sure you see them in the bottom of this place. Ooh. Like, the water's pulled them down to the bottom of it, but then you're like, nah, can't be them. Oof, this light's playing tricks on me. I better touch it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I say, hold your breath, buffalo, goddamn! <laughs> and then we go and somehow uncannily know to touch the thing. Uh, Adelaide still has not touched the thing, correct? Can, yeah, can I see what happens to him when he yeah. touches it? So you're watching, you see guy coming toward it and you're like, what the fuck's gonna happen here? As he touches it, you just notice this pulse in the water. And you see this steam and these bubbles come up from it. Guy's no longer there. Like after these, after these, after these bubbles and things, it's just like he's like this bright light. It's really brilliant and it shines almost white in your eyes. After you kind of readjust to this dark place, you see that red dot again, and it seems like you're alone in this maelstrom that's just kind of washing around you. And as you were sitting alone in this maelstrom, you feel a hand just like touch your face. And as this hand touches your face, uh, you just hear this voice almost in your head and you feel your skin kind of freezing around where that water is as it's kind of rushing around you and pulling you to and fro. Thy lady requires sacrifice. Don't forget, you borrow the water. And you reach out and you like touch this thing and as you touch it, it just like this bright light shines around you and you come into this. You guys are all standing here just like sopping wet, all five of you, including Buffalo. You're all standing on this really strange magma platform. The heat at this place that you've just come into takes your breath away faster than your eyes can adjust to the unbearably bright light. Your stomach returns to its rightful place after your apparent journey, but the nausea remains inside of all of you. You're all like, oh God. <laughs> um, a bright red sun burns between the thousands of pillars of black smoke that rise from the molten ground beneath you. You are sitting on a magma rock platform high above a lava river that seems to encompass the ground as far as your eyes can see. It looks like wherever you are is just made completely of lava, except for one strange thing. A wall that shimmers in the light seems to be made of pure metal. It extends much further than Raven's Bluff's fortress walls. It floats above the surface with you, beside all of these magma rocks that seem to be kind of gravitating towards it and uh, orbiting around it. Rivers of magma and lava flow from its many chutes off the side and down to the river that's below it. And a brilliant, obvious red dragon flies up from inside of this wall and over your head, and it seems to disappear into the distance. We're gonna end episode 12 right there. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, the, when, I, when I read your, your note at first, I thought it said you are no longer in the game. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I'm dead. Fuck. You have to next week. That's what you get for touching shit. Should have learned that in the last <laughs> That's my secret. I never <laughs> learned that. Touch everything, go down every hole. Mmm. Hello, listeners. I didn't see you there as I was captivated by the novel I'm currently reading. If you'll open up your own novels to page 350, the chapter is titled, mm, Thank You, Listeners. I'm just going to read a quick passage. Thank you, listeners, for joining us week to week. We couldn't do this without you. Our hearts cry out to you. We owe you everything. We make crass jokes, talk about peepees and bums, and yet you return and love us unconditionally. And for that, we are grateful. And now if you'll turn to page 147, the chapter, Sponsorships. And I will read from the passage now. Hark, what is that I see in the distance? A gleaming light on a hill, shining 
for all the world to see. That's what Tabletop Loot does for us. They allow us to stay on air by supporting us. As do the fans. Reference, chapter, thank you listeners, page 350. Tabletop Loot also provides us with dice, and we want to provide you with dice for being our ever-loyal listeners. Page 350. Go over to Tabletop Loot. Procure thine self a pair of perfect dice created by loving hands just for you, and we will give you 15% off of thine purchase. Simply venture over to yonder store, Tabletop Loot, and enter the code Hit Dice Pod to receive a magnanimous discount of 15% off of your entire order. Now, if you'll turn the page to 148, it's just the next page, just one flip, and you're there. This chapter's called Stay Connected. I'll begin the passage now. Here at Hit Dice, we relish the experience of continuing the conversation outside of our podcast with our listeners, and we art so easy to findeth. You need not a sleuth, only a keyboard. Hmm, I'll have to look that word up, keyboard. I don't know what that means. Tally-ho, and head over to Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All tags are Hit Dice Pod. We are but yet a wee babe of a podcast, and we hope to grow big and strong someday, and with the nourishment of your love and a five-star review in the iTunes store. We may continue to grow. And thus ends another reading. This reading has been brought to you by our partner, The Nerdy Point of View. And now a brief word from them. Mashed potatoes? <laughs> Wasn't that titillating? Thanks again for joining us, fellow readers and adventurers. Until the fates betwixt our destinies again, I will catcheth you next time.